This podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and spoilers. My name's Peach. And for the past couple of years, I've been helping my friend Shag overcome his childhood aversions to everyday foods in the podcast Fussy Eater. Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooko. Boom. Click, boom, boom, click, boom, click, boom, 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 click, boom, boom, click, boom, boom. For someone who loves and knows so much about hip hop, your knowledge of beatboxing or the idea that beatboxing is just saying boom to click has always struck me as odd. It works though, don't you reckon? <laughs> There's the boom kind of drum and the click kind. But you, for some reason you put on like a very Australian accent, so you're like boom, to click, to boom, boom, to click. Oh, you were just doing it right there. <laughs> I was ready. <laughs> I had some fire, some fire to spit. It was good. Hey, weird, like weird. Okay, um, it's one long spooky night, blah, 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 all the same night. Yep, agreed, mm-hmm. agreed. Yep. <laughs> we're, we're so smart and funny. Um, <laughs> I went on a ghost train, right, tonight. You went on a ghost train? Yeah. Um, it was in Melbourne's Lunar Park. Okay. And um, I didn't really know what I was supposed to be feeling about it. And it was sort of boring and loud and irritating. And I was just trying to draw an analogy to horror films and I just didn't quite understand what was going on. Shag, have you been on ghost trains I, before? I have, I have. And, you know, when it was either in the last episode or the episode before, we talked mm. about how, you know, narratives have evolved in the last little uh, while. Yes. You are used to narratives being told very well, right? Ghost yep. trains are a relic from, what, like, I, I can't, like, they must the be very old. Like, mm. very, very long time ago. I don't think the technology has improved. So, I don't think... <laughs> There's no R and D department right now <laughs> trying to There's crack, trying to disrupt, trying to disrupt the ghost train ghost industry, train. right? A so, ghost train startup. So, they need some motivational quotes to get going. So I think the thing is, if this was the '60s and you were on the one night, you know, pre weekends existing, and you were on your like <laughs> one night of the week with your wasn't sweetheart before yeah. you had to get married and have eight children and work. 60 hours a week and blah 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 it would have been scary it was not at the time I went <laughs> so tell me thing. tell me some of the highlights from the ghost train um, I tried to turn it all into an Instagram story so the first minute and a half <laughs> I was just holding the phone in what I thought was the appropriate place awesome um, it was very loud and I was definitively uns- it was very dark did it have a cohesive theme no, going through no, okay no, no. I banged into like a half door so there's like a half open door that you go kabang really loud and you go whoa that was loud <laughs> and I didn't quite know what I was meant to be feeling about it and at the end though there were spooky dolls that were like we're pretty spooky and I was like oh yeah spooky dolls I get it and then that was the end of the ghost train and I left and the ghost train operator was like so did you have fun and I was kind of like ah oh, 
What? What? Like, he actually, I don't um, like, oh, that. But like... I didn't even know what it was meant to. I was like, yep, I get it. It's shit. Like, <laughs> you and I both know it sucks. <laughs> like, oh, whether we're meant to be laughing at it, I'm like, yeah, man, yeah, we both, we both get that it's a dumb relic from the past. Like, am I meant to be laughing at it or with it or what's the story? You're meant to be scared by it, but it's also meant to be like a fun, goofy, like they're jump scares, right? So they're not, they're not scares that get under your skin. They're meant to shock you. Yes. And, you know, you aren't very good with jump scares. So uh, the fact that it didn't even scare you on that level means it probably wasn't the best ghost train. I was trying to figure out which Russ song to put on my Instagram story <laughs> to go with it. I was probably distracted by There's that. pretty much just me, you, right? <laughs> I can't think of another Russ song. That's how I feel as well. <laughs> but you don't want to take shots at Russ. That's right. I love Russ. Russ. <laughs> Russ, what's up? What's <laughs> what's good? Hey, um, right. so as we're shouting out, shout out to Resh's What's Up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so mm. that's something that you don't find scary. Mm. But what one of our mates, Rob, who was listening to this show, which is mm. crazy because this is all, it's all the same night. night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you did a fast job of editing. Respect to you. Was but. listening to this and he commented on the fact that if Peach finds that idea of going to a hell dimension super scary, uh. here's a film that he's actually going to really find spooky. So, Ghost Trains. Not yeah, gonna scare you. Ghost trains. What's up? This film might be one of those films, you know, because I, I feel like we're getting to this point in this where you're getting cocky. There are some films you find fine, and you're like, "Oh, cool, I'll be fine." What you need to realize is that you never get to a point in scary movies where nothing scares you, and like that's the point of it. You get to a level where you enjoy being scared, rather than you'll never be scared. So, I think we've got something today that might spook you out a bit on a deeper level than. The Lunar Park Coast Train <laughs> Today Fuck Melbourne Today we're doing Drag Me to Hell Oh With my increasing cockiness Comes an increased expertise In trailer watching and I just feel like, Shag, this might be a bit of a Sriracha-style, Ringu-style kind of film rather mm. than a horrific, terrifying, The Witch-style film. No, I had a bit of fun there. Well, Peach, it absolutely is fun. Mm. But I also am enjoying your cockiness leading into it. So first of all, one of the films you've wanted to do for a while, mm -hmm. and I haven't got around to reading you the synopsis of it, <laughs> uh, which is Evil Dead, because uh, yes. it's a series and the films are all quite different and it's like, which one do I lead you into? And I don't know. So I thought instead... The one with Alfred Molina. So I thought instead... <laughs> once Rob suggested this, I thought this was perfect because this is uh, written and directed by Sam Raimi, who's the guy behind the Evil Dead series. I'm there, I'm with you. Thank you, Rob. Um, or maybe thank you, Rob, or holy shit, Rob, you're the worst. No, this is great. This is this is actually a super fun film. Okay, cool. So in 1969, Pasadena, a Hispanic couple seeks the aid of a young medium named Sean Sandina. Shit name. Saying their son is ill and hears evil voices after stealing a silver necklace from a gypsy wagon. Oof. What's what's going on? Don't like the term gypsy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Actually, that's a really good point. And this is this is all about how Ugh. gypsies are mystical, this film. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, I mean, mm -hmm. that's a trope that's never really gone away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Anyway, Peachy, can we... This is... Is this woke enough for us to do? <laughs> <laughs> 
Shag, I don't actually know what I'm like. I just understand gypsy to be a racist term that I feel problematic with. I just think it's not an okay term. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right. My difficulty's been noted. So, so anyway, so anyway, the, mm. the, they go to this medium because their son is ill and hears evil voices after stealing a silver necklace from a gypsy wagon. Mm-hmm. If I'm a child, I give a fuck about jewelry. Anyway, continue. Yeah, good point. Mm. But it is the 50s. Mm. So what else are you going to do? You're going to get on a ghost train. Yeah, Nintendo's only making cards back then. They're not making uh, video games. <laughs> Pachinko machines. Good reference. So, Sandina carries out a seance, but they are attacked by... Hang on, hang on. I'm sorry. What? The child is cursed. Well, no. but Well, yeah, because he's hearing evil voices. Okay, sorry. So, you're, are you going to assume I that... got a bit bored with back in the 60s. Like, <laughs> I know it takes place in present day, so I'm like, yeah, 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 fine, fine, fine. <laughs> so, Sandina carries out a seance, mm-hmm. but they are attacked by an unseen force that drags the boy to hell. Oof, tough times. Sandina vows to fight the demon again one day. Ah, uh, sick. Look, I'm into it. Cool. Let's let's do it. But how do you feel about being dragged to hell because you did? I feel some medium upset, thing? but I feel like it feels like Jumanji is how it feels. <laughs> it feels like Robin. They went back to Jumanji, like Robin Williams drawn up, dragged off the jungle. <laughs> cool. See him in 25 years. Let's do it. Okay. So in present day LA, bank loan officer Christine Brown vies for a promotion with conniving Stu Rubin. Mm. Her boss advises her to demonstrate tough decision making. <laughs> FYI, um, our firm acts for a lot of lenders, and lenders are lovely, and this isn't how they work. And True, we love our lenders. Well, you've seen you've seen a bit more in the trailer than has been revealed yet. So let's oh, get sorry, into this. but we love our lenders. High five to our client base. What's up? An elderly and disheveled European gypsy woman, fucking hell, Sylvia Ganush. Oh, good. That's asked, another made-up name. Asks for a third extension on her mortgage, but Christine denies her, trying to show she's tough. Now. This is one of those things where mm. I don't think that's actually tough decision making. Nope. I don't think just probably shows a cool. lack of commercial nous as well. <laughs> none, of, none of my lenders would, <laughs> would behave that way. None of them are getting dragged to hell. Sorry, Jack. All right. So Ganush begs on her knees to not repossess her house, cries, and makes a really sad spectacle. Yep. Doesn't convince Christine at all. Security arrives as she recomposes herself. Accusing Christine of shaming her. Oh, sick. In the park. I actually don't know what's going on, but yes, that sounds sick. I'm enjoying this shag a it's lot. Anyway, good. sorry, continue. So in the parking garage, Rest Christine is violently attacked by Ganush, who mm. rips a button from Christine's coat and curses it. Respectfully, Ganush is an old woman. Yeah. Christine would probably make a mess of her in a fist fight. And also, like, it's it's a it's a tough situation. Peach, if you were a lender, mm. she has been she's been late for two mortgage payments. She wants another extension. What, like, what do you do? I reflect on the costs of repossession. So, um, if I take possession of the property, mm-hmm. I then have to sale, sell it. Um, and depending on the nature of the agreement, I might have to appoint a trustee for sale. They respectfully love my trustees for sale. What's good? Section 66G. Shout outs to all my trustees for sale. But, <laughs> but they're not super cheap. Trustees for sale, you know I love you, and that's fine. Um, so I would have a nice commercial reflection. I'd sit down with Ganush and say, "Look, Ganush, like, what are we, what are we talking about here? Like, you know what my boss is telling me? He's telling me he wants me to get rid of you. You know, it's going to cost a lot for us, a lot for us to sell the house. What can we do here? Come on, help me yeah. out. Hold hands. Let's figure this out. I don't want to go to hell. I agree with you. You want to stay in your house? Let's you'd, just figure this out. You'd work out a plan. You'd be like, okay, or, you've missed two. 
what are we going to, like you said? Well, it'd be carrot and stick. Like, it'd be like, look, let's talk again in 28 days. And look, I've got to be real talk with you. If I hadn't sent any money in 28 days, like, if I'm going to get the sheriff in. Um, drafting a writ, what are we, ch- uh, I, I don't really want to, so lawyers aren't good at publicising their fees, but it's not that cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd be, you know, getting a cost disclosure from the lawyers and just figuring out what's going so on. So it's like she's kind of been unreasonable and not based on this woman's circumstance, but for her own personal gain. Yeah. Because she's worried about as, being seen as weak. So if this woman comes in and if she if it's a violent attack and all she does is steal a button like all attacks are violent sorry yes obviously but yes. she's an old woman she has cause beat the fuck out of her like <laughs> mate like I'm getting in my car you started it and now it's time for me to end it so later, we do not advocate violence against women I'm just saying of any kind anyway 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 later Christine and her boyfriend Clay visit a seer fortune teller Ram Jazz, who tells Christine she is being haunted by a dark spirit. At home, Christine is attacked by the entity and has visions about Ganoush. At work, she hallucinates about her and bleeds profusely from her nose. Amid the chaos, Stu steals a file from Christine's desk. So remember Stu is the... Yep, conniving, yep, yeah. competitor, I'm with you. Christine goes to beg Ganoush for forgiveness, but discovers she has died. Chris D- died of mortgage m- mortgage sickness. Well, yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Christine returns to Jazz, who explains that as long as Christine is the owner of the look, why did Kanush borrow the money in the first place if she didn't have capacity to pay? I feel like borrowers need to take some responsibility. My lovely lenders, they're just doing their best, Jack. Well, no, it might be one of those things where Ganush had a husband and, you know, potentially he was the primary earner. He's died, didn't leave her in good financial circumstances. America doesn't have a great safety net. Well, why do you need to live in a four-bedroom house then, Ganush? (laughs) Because it's where you raised your family. And you have, like, an emotional connection to it. With respect... Sell it, move into a lovely studio that's very easy to maintain. Take some of the memories with you. Exactly. Like, take the beds, like, you know, put them into storage. Take those photos. Like, no one's repossessing them. Leave only footprints, take only photographs. Mm. Let's do it, Ganoush. Don't worry about it, buddy. No need to drag everyone to hell or end up in the beds of people. Or steal their buttons. So Christine returns to Jazz, who explains that as long as Christine is the owner of the accursed button, she will be tormented by a powerful demon called the Lania for three days until she is dragged to hell. He suggests a sacrifice may appease it. Christine reluctantly sacrifices her pet kitten. Oh, shit. She meets Clay's parents at their house for dinner, where she is again tormented by grotesque hallucinations. Christine returns to Jazz, who requests a fee of $10,000. He introduces her to Sandina. Remember Sandina? Mm. Who prepares a seance to trap the Lania in a goat and kill it. Things go wrong, and the Lania inhabits... Things go wrong. Good Wikipedia sentence. And the Lania inhabits first her body, and then her assistant's. Sandina exercises the Lania, but dies from the fight with her adversary from her youth, the initial scene. It's not often that a Wikipedia synopsis goes, hey, by the way, this is that thing, so you remember it. Which I think is nice. I don't think they do that enough. When you're doing crowdsourced um, <laughs> plot synopses, I think a little bit of empathy goes a long way. Shag, like, is this the funnest movie we've done? It's, it's pretty like, fun. Like, I'm having stacks of fun. It's pretty fun. Yeah. So Jass seals the button in an envelope and says that now she can only remove the curse by passing the button and curse onto someone else. Ooh, sick. Stakes is high. 
Christine decides Jag, to- would you take the curse for me? Fuck that piece. That's a tough call. Would you give me the curse? So I've just got this envelope here <laughs> that I just need you to take a quick look at. If you, so mm. if you had the power to either go mm. to hell for all eternity yep. or pass it on to someone for all eternity, what would you do and who would you give it to? I'm a total, you know me, I'm a total like mega martyr. I'd be like, guys, <laughs> guys, I know I've got the button, the hell button. And I know I could try to pass it on, but it's me. And so it's been so lovely, but... <sighs> See, I would immediately go on to... Some, <laughs> I'd go on to like everywhere. I'd go on to Gumtree, I'd go on to LinkedIn and be like, hey dudes, does anybody want to really go see hell? I can show you. Like I'd find oh, someone who so wants... Good. Do you know what I mean? It's like you find someone who actually wants to go to hell. Or you could be like, hey, I'll pay your family a million, million dollars yeah. every week. If the, you go to hell for me for the rest of the life. Yeah. So if you go to hell, you're paying your family a million dollars a week. I don't like that one as much. I like the idea of finding someone who wants to go. Because I'm sure there'd be someone. You're so good at this, buddy. Because, you know, remember when there was that story about... Man, Reshes, this is... Do you want to go in-house for... Oh, what do you call it? Client side. <laughs> Reshes, like Shag's not available to poach now, but poach him in three years. Like, he's amazing. <laughs> All right. Okay. No one else poach him. Or maybe me. Maybe I'll have my own... I don't know. Whatever. So Christine decides to give the envelope to Stu, but changes her mind. Jazz informs Christine that she can give the button... Look, that's the shittest sentence ever, I must say. She decides to do it, but changes her mind. Anyway, yes. So Jazz informs Christine that she can give the button to a dead person. So Christine digs up Ganusha's grave and gives the (laughs) the envelope just at dawn. Christine returns home and prepares to meet Clay at Los Angeles Union Station for a weekend trip. Yeah, you go find Hitler's corpse or whatever. Like, I love this. Yep, give it to a dead person. She's further enlivened when... It, yeah, you give it to Hitler. So there you go. Beat shit. You dig up like... Hitler's Pol- corpse, as I say that, it's super easy to find. You just, know, you, like, just go dig it up. You dig easy. up like Pol Pot or something. You yep. just go, okay, like, history's greatest monsters. Pol, sorry, blood. Off you yeah. go. She's further enlivened when her boss notifies her of the promotion after Stu confessed to stealing her file. Fuck off, Stu. Oof, can she give it to Stu? Oof. At the station... Clay... You avoided eye contact, Shag. Did I predict something? Anyway, sorry, continue. Clay hands her the envelope with the missing button he found in his car, not knowing its significance. Mm. She realises she gave the wrong envelope to Ganush, so the curse was never lifted. Horrified, Christine backs away and falls onto the tracks. This is where... This is like the final... 10 seconds of the film now. Well, I'm having mega fun. Okay, all right. This is my favourite one of all. Maybe not Freddy. Uh, maybe Freddy, number one, this, number two. Fiery hands emerge through the ground oh, and shit. drag Christine into hell. Clay, now holding the cursed button, stares horrified at the empty train tracks with no trace of Christine. R.I.P. The end. That ruled. Christine, get out of here. Uh, you fucked it up. Awesome. Do your, due, do your due diligence. <laughs> you got to check what's going on in that button. Is that a parable about crossing your eyes and dotting your T's? It's a parable about first tier and second tier lending. It's a par- <laughs> <laughs> I've got huge amounts of respect for my second tier lenders. Second tier is who another are, sorry, great who, tier. Who are second tier lenders? They're our client base. Oh, sorry, I said name. client base. So, you know, like second tier lending, it's a great tier. It's one of the one of the top tiers. Second tier lenders, 
what is good. Uh, this was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Resh's, what's up?